welcome back. You're listening to Lebs on Leeds, season 2022, with your hosts Johnny K. Roos, Vassipood, and Chris Daha. The views expressed by the panel of Lebs on League are either our opinions or intended simply as entertainment. And good evening. Yeah, okay, to this yes, no, we're all good, bro. Bit loud. Bit loud, I think. Well, we you can a bunch of Lebos. Turn yourself down. Who you're the middle one. Middle, you're the middle us. one. There's two middles here, Zabar. Okay, the one on the left middle. Now hello, you're changing hello. me, Zab. There, hello, that's you. Hello, that's you. That's hello, you. Hello. hello. Jesus. That's better. Hello, yes. Better. Better. better that's Johnny. better. Chris, say something. Something. Much better. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to wherever you are. And whenever you are listening to this podcast, whether you've been away for two weeks and missed discussing an NRL team conceding 50 points or more in a single game, or if said side is actively coaching people to pull hair, or if your name is Ashley Klein and you make up your own rules week to week, or... If you are making some sweet love to that somebody special, we are Lebs on League. We're a group of Lebos discuss all things NRL. No holds barred. And with me, as per usual, to discuss Rugby League, the beast from the Middle East, Bassabird. Welcome home, Johnny. And just in your absence, so you know, I had to field so many calls about people who had withdrawal symptoms that our podcast wasn't happening. And you decided to venture off to the land of the brave, warmongering and free during the most tumultuous period of rugby league that I can remember for a long, 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 long time. I know. Look, unfortunately, it was business calling. I had to go overseas. But I was following some of the headlines, and uh, I agree with you, Bass. It was hard to be away wanting to discuss this. Um, Bass, did I mention that a side had 50 points put on them? Uh, no. What? How, who? It's what? the only team this year to concede 50 points in a game. And by the way, it wasn't the West Tigers or the Gold Coast Titans or the Newcastle Knights. Or the Bulldogs. Or, for that matter, the Warriors, Bulldogs, Sea Eagles, Raiders, Roosters, Rabbitohs, Eels, Broncos, Storm, Sharks, Cowboys, or the Panthers. No. True story. <laughs> Who was it? You know we, what? I'm we just going to introduce myself. Wait, wait for <laughs> it. We did want to talk about this. We did want to talk about this before I went away. But, unfortunately, time got the better of us. And on a completely unrelated subject from our friends at One Touch Waterproofing, for all your waterproofing needs, Chris Daha. I did not miss you one bit. You How's that unrelated? I did, I did not miss How's you How's that an unrelated subject? Well, nothing fu- to do with a team that conceded 50 up, points you f- or more. <laughs> you fucker waited all that two weeks to come up with two out of the three points of your intro? Pulling of the hair and 50 points? Yeah, I can't really? believe I can't believe your coaching uh, your really? coach is pulling teaching his players to pull hair. Pulling hair, Chris. Seriously, Mate, even come the, on. cut your hair. Even what the girls, even the girls, the WNRL, who are all long haired, they don't pull hair. No, they know not so to. So is that warranted uh, a fine? They don't want their hair pulled. They're not going to pull anyone's Can hair. you believe? So is that warranted a fine? Is it? Actually, the 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 more I watch the replay, that the worse oh, the gospel is. You know what could have happened to an ISO bloke than Luciano, actually? For all, the, for all the times he milked the penalties, he deserves his hair pulled. What about that one? Yeah, but Chris... So, you know what? Good on you, Jaden Sua. It's worth every penny. Chris, 100%. Chris, but Luciano... Chris, Luciano used to milk penalties for your yeah. club once upon a no, time. No, he didn't. Yeah, he no, did. No, he didn't. Ever since he went to the West Tigers. Oh, so he never milked at your club? Never milked at our oh, club. Oh, well. Because Andy played like 10 games, so... No, he didn't. I think Chris is a little bit upset. A little bit upset. What so what are you do? guys upset? Do I what really you, want to go so on? Because what did so you do so to rile him up? So you, so you, you only just got back, you troublemaker. Do you want to talk about the 50, do you? There's a few topics that uh, we wanted to discuss that you know we missed so you out on the opportunity. Ago, did you? While we've been away, one of them, of course, no is worries. the Dragons lost 54 points, 26 at the hand of your team, Bass, the Roosters. 
Yeah, but um, I don't want to gloat about that. No, no, we don't want to talk about it. Seven players from the Seagulls refused to play because they could see a rainbow forming over Four Points Park. <laughs> um, do we want to talk about that? We should talk about that. You know what, Johnny? I think you should just rattle off the table. Let's discuss which sides are vying for the eight. Let's not go into too much depth about the game. And let's discuss the controversy that was. Okay, let's do that. Okay, the top eight. Panthers are three wins clear of the Cowboys in second spot. Sharks just one win behind in third. The Storm, the Broncos, and the Eels just two points behind in fourth, fifth, and sixth. The Rabbitohs two points behind them in seventh. And the Roosters two points behind the Rabbitohs in eighth. Now, I'm mentioning all those points because it is at the pointy end of the season. There are three teams also in contention for the top eight. The Raiders are on 22 points with the... The eighth place Roosters. So the Raiders in ninth, the Seagulls and the Dragons are on 20 points in 10th and 11th. So these three teams outside the top eight are all. Any on 18, K Roos? Sorry? Any teams on 18? 18 what? Points. No. No. So pretty much that's it. That's it. And then I think it's 16 points is the, the Dogs. They're on 14. They're on 14. Well, I think they're the next place team. The dogs. And then everyone after that just gets worse. So none of those guys are in contention. You know what I'm going to love between you two? What? The last round. It's going to come down to your game. The Bunnies and the Roosters. And someone's gonna, someone's fighting for the eight. That game there is going to well, be very critical for you two. It's going to be awesome. Um, and it's going to be at the SFS. Oh, you two, that game. That's going to come down to who, who might get seventh or eighth. Okay, um, the three teams outside the top eight are on a low for and against. Raiders are on minus 13. Seagulls are on plus eight. And the Dragons, Chris, are on minus 124. No, we're making gone. Their, sorry? We're gone. What yeah, happened to your prediction? You can't, <laughs> even if... Even Have you given up? You're the guy who never gives up. No, well, you just can't, you can't get in on a minus or whatever. You'll be, Why? That'll be worse than Newcastle getting in the eight with minus whenever that year they got in there. And what, they lost more year? than they won. Yeah, what year did they get in there with that? That was last year. The Knights finished in seventh spot. They had 12 wins, 12 losses. The Titans finished in eighth spot with 10 wins, 14 losses. They you lost more than they won. You can't get in the eight with that. Minus, what are we? Minus 98. So you're minus 124. 124. You're minus 98 before the weekend's game. Who are we going to put 30 on every week? Glad you asked, Chris. Everyone down from the Storm on 26 points are vulnerable. Also on 26 are the Broncos and the Eels. The Rabbitohs on 24 points and the Roosters on 22 points are most vulnerable of slipping out of the top eight. So do me a favour and let's tap into the Brains Trust and see if we can come up with a Lebs on League predicted top eight. Let me rattle off everyone's draw coming up and see if we can work out who makes those last two spots. Starting in 11th spot on 20 points are the Dragons. Uh, first game coming up are the Sharks. Yes or no? No. That's a no. The Raiders. Yes. Okay. You think you can What's beat Canberra? Home? What's at home? We beat it. You beat you played the Cowboys at home. It didn't amount to shit. Yeah, but we got to, they, they, you got to win your home games. Oh, I don't think you're going to beat that's Canberra. A, that's an okay. advantage. No, but let, Why let's, not? Let, I don't think you'll beat Canberra. Canberra are actually making a, a gallant run into the finals right now. They are, but let's let's give it to him. Let's yeah. give it to him just in case. Um, the Gold Coast Titans, I'm going to give you that yes. one, Chris. The West Tigers. Uh, yeah, they're better. We'll be beat them this year. Yeah, I know, but mate, I tell you what, their their last few games, yeah, their no. last four games, yeah, have but been you need to understand one thing about the Tigers, and they do it every year, and I've said it to everyone. They, they always beat the good teams, and then somehow they they they, they don't play the because they're teams. below you they guys, like Chris. That. I'm going to give you a tick on that one. Then you got the Broncos. I'm going to say no. That's at home. So let's so say you got to, three. That's our, that's our last game. So you're currently on 20 points. You got three. Let's say you got a best case scenario of 26 points. Best case. 
Okay, the Seagulls are in 10th on 22 points. They play the Eels. They've I lost Mitchell. I think the Eels will win. I mean, I think Manly will win. I think. Are they playing at four points? I think so. Well, since you brought that up, let, um, Moses, Mitchell Moses is out. For the rest of the season proper with a broken finger. Four with weeks. a broken finger, four so weeks, he'll have four weeks. weeks. Not due back to either the last round or the first week of the finals. Yep. Um, so that uh, brings Jacob Arthur into the side. So the home crowd will be booing him. That happened whilst you were away too, K. Roos. What happened? Oh, you know, Jacob Arthur played again and he was booed by his home fans. Was he? Yeah, he oh, was. I didn't see that one. I didn't hear I about that. I like the Suns coach. Okay, let's just I've say coach minus... Mitchell Moses, and you've got Jake Harper coming through. I'm going to give Which him a tick on that one. Uh, Who, the Gold Manly? Coast, Manly? Yeah, yeah, Manly. Gold Coast Titans, that's a tick. Uh, the Sharks, I'm going to say no. The Raiders. Where at? At GIO. Canberra. Okay, so that's a no. And then they play the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yep. I'm going to give them a tick on that one. So they're currently on 22 points with another potential six. So let's say they're on 28. That's not looking good for you already, Chris. The Raiders are in ninth spot on 22 points. They play the Panthers minus two of their halves. They've got the easiest run out of out of all of us. They do. They do. So who? The Raiders? Yeah. The Raiders. They got, oh. Penrith. they got Penrith this week minus what's name? Yeah, look, you guys are... Uh, uh, GIA. Well, no, let's just say, so yeah. yes or no on the Panthers? I don't uh, think they'll beat Penrith. I don't think they're not going to beat Penrith. I'm going to yeah, give them... Let's give them across. Either. The Dragons? Well, Chris reckons, Chris reckons that the Dragons will beat Canberra. So that's a No. <laughs> Okay. Well, it's up to you guys. You, you, the Knights, you that's a yes. They're going to beat the Knights. The Sea Eagles. And here's the good thing about this, what you're doing, Johnny. Yeah, they play against each other. A lot of homes, a lot of sides vying for the eights are actually playing each, each other, other in, from, the, in the coming rounds. Right. From, six, from six down to ten. So uh, we got the Sea Eagles. Um, what did we say with the Sea Eagles and the Raiders? My we apologies. said Raiders. That's a yes. So we've got a tick on that one. And the West Tigers, I'm going to give them a tick on that. So they're currently on 22 points. With another six points, that's 28 as well. Chris, you're already, you're already gone by the looks of things here. Okay, the eighth-spot Roosters, also on 22 points, play the Broncos. If they're missing Carrigan, I think we can... Uh, you're missing Collins. Yeah, I know. Missing Collins, but you are coming home with a wet sail. Let me give you a, a, a tick on that one. The Cowboys, let's just say the Cowboys are going to beat you on that one. West Tigers, I'm going to give you a tick. The Storm, I'm going to give you a cross. The Rabbitohs, I'm going to give you a cross. So that's only two games. That's going to leave you guys on 26 points. On for and against, you're gone, Chris. Um, all right. The seventh place, we've Rabbitohs. Got to, we've got to win four. We've got to win four of the five. He, go, he gave us a cross against us. I oh, know. But, 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 but I'm saying, we've got, you've got 28. 28's a cutoff. 26 won't get you in. Okay, let's say you beat the Rabbitohs. Bass, say 26 to 28. And if the for and against deficit stays around the same, then you guys will actually... Take that top eight spot. Now, the Rabbitohs are on 24 points. We play the Eels minus Mitchell Moses. I'm going to say we're going to no. win that one. The Panthers, we've no. got no halves, and we're going to win that one. The Cowboys, let's just say no, no for the sake of saying no. The Roosters, we're going to get that one. Oh, and that's right. We've got the Warriors. So that's one, two, three. Yeah, you've got the Warriors four. this week. You'll, you'll finish on 26 so with that's, us. That's uh, 20. So we're going to finish on 32 you'll points. You'll finish on 26 with us. How much you want to make a bet? I'll make the bet right now. Chris, you want to put a bet yes. that we're going to finish on 26, 26 points? 100%. 100%? Bass, you're, you're, you're witnessing this, as are all of our fans. Yeah. What do you want to bet, Chris? Yeah, whatever you want. What do you want to do? I think dinner will be nice. Dinner's nice. Where I do you just want to, want to be... I don't lose either way. Somewhere where you mate, ca are you coming? Mate, those teams... <laughs> doesn't mate, happen without mate, me. Mate, those mate. teams you ratted off there. Yep. Those teams you ratted off there, you ratted them off very quickly. 
I know. It was really convenient. Let's so, say... So, so this is your last... Hang on, hang on. So this Who are you playing? So this week you're on 26 points. We're playing the points. Warriors. We're going to win that Don't one. Don't worry about the Warriors. You won that one. You okay. got Eels. Eels. Minus Mitchell Moses. Doesn't matter. They're pushing for a top four spot. They're going to want to want to win that game. Okay. Go on. Okay. So then we've got the uh, the Panthers. The Panthers are going to want to cement their minor premiership. Yeah. yeah. Minus. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. Then we've got uh, the Cowboys. They're going to want to cement their top four spot. And then we've got the Roosters. Who are dying to make it into the eight. Okay. He's playing all the top four So I would say 32. Yeah, no worries. Okay. According to this, I think it's going to be uh, South finishing in six. Look, okay, we're possibly going to be in 28 points as well. <laughs> see, see, this is a possibility of either teams like you guys could win three or four, or you could potentially just win two games out of the next five. We've got and potentially... On, do you know what I mean? Because everyone plays each other, like Bass was saying. You know, so we could potentially we lose five from five, win four from five, three from five. But if four and against, you know, depending what Manly does either. We're looking and at the Canberra, four and against at the moment. The only thing that's going think I still think seventh and eighth are still up for grab. We're looking at a potential four teams on 28. Let's just say that's potentially where we're going to end up. Going to be everyone minus you, Chris. Oh, yeah, because so four the, and the four and against yeah, is crucial. Um, the Roosters. But four against is always crucial. And the, the Rabbitohs are the only league. ones that, in quite a healthy position, come for and against. Everyone else is quite low, so that's probably going to be You know what we're also, we're also overlooking? Very crucial. If any of the top four sides are guaranteed a top four spot, They'll they rest might those. rest players for the final rounds. Yep. That's correct. Yeah. That's so. absolutely correct, Bass, which so. means... That um, the Cowboys and the Panthers, yeah, potentially. Even the Roosters, you're going to rest anyone in that last game, Bass? Against South? Against South, yeah. We're probably going to rest a few people. Yeah, you're yeah. going to arrest a few people. We're going to arrest a few people. You're going to be on 26 points and needing to win that game. Oh. <laughs> we're no clearer. Thanks for that. That was a futile exercise. We're no clearer on where we're all going to end up. The only thing that I can say is that the for and against for both the Roosters and Souths are probably going to keep us in good stead, which means we're potentially still going to finish in, um, you know, 7th uh, and 8th. All right, shall we move on? Round 20, the Roosters beat an undercooked Manly side. 20 points to 10, 18-6 at halftime. The Roosters just kicking a penalty goal in the second half. Um, we've got to talk about this absolute own goal by the Manly Sea Eagles club going for a, a, an inclusive jersey with a rainbow flag on it, essentially, or rainbow colours. Uh, essentially ruling out seven of their own players. I don't know how this happens. It's such a crucial game. We're both on equal points at this point, both shooting for eight spot, and then Manly comes in like that. Manly shot themselves in the foot. In a massive way. At the be at best, this was a publicity stunt gone wrong. I don't know what Manly was thinking. You know what? Their board should be sacked for not knowing your own players and what they stand for and what their cultural, what their cultural backgrounds are. How can they not pick the fact that they've got at least seven players who are Islander Christian background who are going to have this belief? Flag it with them. You know, Ask them. You know, that, that, and they're all going to say, no, we're not going to play. Then they'll know that they can't possibly do something like this. I think they were hoping that if it was forced upon them, at the last minute, they wouldn't dare stand themselves down. I think, don't you think that after every game, your Polynesian players get together with the opposition form a circle, get down on one knee and pray, was a dead set giveaway? Allah, Israel Falau. Well, having, <laughs> having said that, I'm surprised the NRL hasn't sacked those seven Manly players effective immediately, considering what they did was exactly what Israel Falau did. Israel Falau uttered it verbally. He expressed his opinion verbally 
on what he thought of homosexuality, same-sex marriage, blah, 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 blah. These guys expressed it physically by omitting themselves from the game. Isn't that exactly the same message as Israel well, Falau? But Bas, why do we have to follow their beliefs? Well, hang no, on. No, hang on Let's get there. Let's get there. We're not there just yet. I, I understand I, what I, you're saying. No, no, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> everyone's got an opinion. But every time someone says that out of context, it's like they get crucified for it. It's like you can't say that. If Israel Falau decided to say that, he's entitled to say that. He doesn't need to get sacked. He doesn't need to <laughs> shut up. He doesn't need to... Yes. Walk, that's like, he doesn't need to do that. Okay, I see it a little differently. Um... It's still a grey area, but while the players are effectively saying homosexuality is wrong by refusing to play wearing a jersey with rainbow colours, Izzy came out and got on his soapbox and said homosexuality is wrong and gay people can't ever enter the gates of heaven and went a step further in saying there's a place in hell waiting for them. You know, it's quite hurtful uh, and it was almost an attack. It's a big difference to saying my religion doesn't accept homosexuality. I mean, Izzy's wife came out... Um, and called out Volandi saying he was a hypocrite because he said the players had a right to voice their opinion, but he's also the same person who came out and said there isn't a place for Izzy in the NRL uh, and didn't approve his application. But if someone said something about like Christianity or Islam and that, if someone said about something like that, how do you think we would react? If they, if they thought our religions were wrong or something was wrong, like, how do you think the public will take that? If they gave us their opinion about our religion. Everyone I'll believes in different religions and races believe in different... You know, everyone's got a God. Everyone believes in... A, that, no, like, no, not, not everybody's got a God. God. No, but I'm just saying, everyone believes in their own God. No, they don't, Chris. No, they don't. No, they don't, what? Chris. There's only one God. All the religions believe in the same God, Chris. And this is part of where the problem lies, if, though, Chris. Every religion believes in the same God. There's only one God. The, you, the, the God of Islam isn't this different to the God of Christianity, different to the God of Judaism. And then it you've is got people the who same just don't God. believe in God at all. And then you've got a whole bunch of manly fans, of which a huge contingency of them, who would be atheists. And they're probably very angry over the fact that these guys took a stand, they didn't play. It's, you know, they're equal points with the Roosters. Whoever wins that game goes into the top eight. I'm just... You're, you're missing the point, boys. At the end of the day, this was a PR stunt. Manly thought, we're going to be the first ones to do this. We want to be first past the post. But why do it in women's rounds? Well, that's what we're getting at. So they've hijacked ladies in league rounds to do this. And this is, this is Manly's ca grab. If we're the first people to do this, the first club to do this, maybe we can garner the support of the gay, lesbian, LGD, LGBT community that don't support a footy team. We can pull them over to the Manly Seagulls. This was a PR stunt, and as far as I'm concerned, they thought, you know what? Even if it doesn't go well, any publicity is good publicity. Let me tell you something. This is, I, the, I, seventh, yeah. this is the seventh Manly jersey for this year. They've worn seven different jerseys this year. With all due respect to Manly, and they got the desired result, that jersey sold out. Did it? Yes, it did. Wow. In the current climate there that we're in, inflation is at all-time high, interest rates through the roof, petrol prices, you may as well sell your blood to fill your petrol tank, uh, grocery bills through the roof. They want you to buy, get Foxtel. They want you to go to the games. They want you to go to membership. That. How fucking much money can I pour into this shit game for the shit results that we're getting that are being uh, decided by referees, right? So, Valandis wants to crucify one guy on one end and then say that these people have their right. But by the same token, the manly hierarchy said to these seven players, don't come to the game just in case for your own safety. So, we're preaching inclusivity, but we've excluded these guys for having their opinion. I feel sorry for the seven guys. Like, 
Like, they don't want to wear the jersey. Respect their opinion. Respect the decision. It's like, Respect it's like, it. That's it's like it. This country is built That's on it. freedom of speech. Like, but if, but you're, if your speech goes against any of this... Uh, political agenda... Then, then you have, don't have any freedom at all. You're, you're politically wrong. I find it hypocritical that these players have no problem wearing the jersey sponsored by Sportsbet. Gambling is a huge problem in this country with an estimated 8% of Australians considered at some form of risk of experiencing gambling-related problems. I did some homework on this. Addiction increases the rates of domestic violence by a factor of 10, and the Bible... And religion frowns upon gambling. I think these boys are misguided. You know, I can't respect their decision and opinion to target homosexuality as their cause, but have no problem supporting betting and gambling. As a result, the Forest Full Ferrets ran out on the weekend and they lost a crucial game at a crucial time of the season. By the way, that is a real club. Um, so Manly messed this up. The boys messed this up. And the fans are just left wondering, what the hell just happened? There's nothing against gay and lesbians, but don't bring politics into rugby league. We, we don't need it. We don't need it. We don't don't give the players a choice. Excuse it's a, me. It's a, it's a team. They got They they get paid. They get paid to go do a job every week. Don't give them that choice. Where? Because most of them, right? If you're gonna have a pride round, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there'll be at least eight players from every team that won't play. I know, in that round. In that round. So there'll be two hundred blokes sitting on the sideline not wanting to wear the jersey. There's nothing against gay and lesbian. But everyone has a choice. That's right, Chris. But we know this. How did Manly get that so wrong? How did the club not see that coming? Clearly a polarising topic, rightly or wrongly, no matter what side of the fence you sit on. simply should never have gone there. Where does it say on any club's website that if you are gay, gender fluid, LGBT, where does it say on any club's website that you're not included in the game or you can't support our club? Oh, look, Bassett's a gesture, but I think it was a misguided gesture. I like where they're going with it. They made a huge mistake. But why do they have... Listen, Johnny, with all due respect, I am sick to death of this being shoved down our throat. David Gallup, when he was in charge of the NRL, came out and said, the NRL supports the referendum on gay marriage. Did the rugby league not support this three, four years ago? Why do we have to have an... Ex I'm a wog. There are many wogs with ethnic migrant backgrounds that have represented Australia and this great game of rugby league. From George Paponis to Benny Elias, Robbie Farrar, uh, Sadaris, the list goes on. John Rebo de Brazic, and the list goes on, right? Where's the wogs in league round? Where's our wogs in league round? Where is our wogs in league round? Where is... <laughs> at what point, at what point is the NRL going to say, you know what? Just fucking play rugby league. Enough with this fucking political correctness and trying to keep every minority every, every minority group happy. Every round is like a ceremony before we start. It's like a ceremony. It's Seven, like celebrating every round for something. This week it's this round and this week it's another round. So and this every, week it's another round. Thus far going off what we've done, we're at round 20. Manly's had a different jersey every three fucking rounds. Every three rounds, Manly's gone out to the field in a different jersey. Right. There should be a home jersey and a away jersey and an indigenous jersey. That's it. That's it. And let me give you the example, to, right? Yeah, we, we, what are the other jerseys? Respect, Hold on, I'm just curious. So they've got the, the Anzac, the Anzac jersey, but we, an Anzac yeah, jersey, the yeah. Anzac and the indigenous jerseys, they should be very respectful in our league okay, community. Okay, so that's four jerseys. Already. And they've managed to find another two. Th another three. Another three. Another three. Then you've got, the you got the women's in league round yep. as well, right? Then they went for the pride round, which is what? That's, is that, uh, that's, that's five. Six. That's six. 
What was the other one? I don't know. They, they, wore, they wore one actually that they had blue on it. I saw one that had blue Who knows? color in that. I don't know what that was for. At Don't what you? point? And listen, I'll give you, I'll give you guys this. You look at the baseball, the major league baseball, or the NFL in America, the gridiron. There's not a single advertisement on any jersey, and that jersey hasn't changed since the first incarnation of that jersey. What? What our jerseys have become are a fucking billboard. We will sell our soul. That's how weak our game is. Our game and our clubs won't survive unless they prostitute their jersey as a billboard. That's what our game is. The AFL has more fucking pride than us. The AFL, no sponsorship on their jerseys. The AFL, for the 150th anniversary of the AFL... Didn't I've, Eddie Maguire say something about Dimitri that? Yu, who was the then in charge of the AFL, said to Eddie Maguire, he just landed in Australia from overseas. He goes, this week is the 150th anniversary of the AFL. We're having a commemorative jersey that all sides are wearing for the 150th birthday of the great game. Eddie Maguire said, the Collingwood Football Club has only ever played in one jersey and we will only ever play in one jersey. Dimitri goes, I will fine you $1,800 for every player that takes to the field other than the jersey that we provide for you. Eddie Maguire goes, I'm fucking jet-lagged. Do the math, I'll write you the check right fucking now. We're only <laughs> taking the field in the Collingwood jersey. Fast forward to Rugby League. Whoever gives us the most money, we will let you f that's what rugby league is. <laughs> I'm just trying to work out how much of this show so far I'm not going to cut out. Like, honestly, okay. it's getting to a point where it's embarrassing. It's just I, home, away, indigenous jersey. Done. But Bass, Finished. Bass, the whole point is, who in that bloody club... That entire board... Up, that, who, who, who in their right mind did not even go to the... That's been to the a, playing group that's been and the, the coach. That's been in the making for four weeks. But, Ian, but, Ian Roberts approached the club four or five weeks ago, six weeks ago, to have this thing happen. Okay, Ian Roberts is one of our greatest... Uh, one of the greatest forwards to probably play at Rugby League, right? One of the hardest we, players, We yeah. respect that he's gay, okay? We respect that. Now, Ian Roberts did approach the club about something. They should have just either... Ian Roberts spoken to the playing group, the CEO, the coach, Ian Roberts, and the players... To talk and ask yes or no, who's in favour? And then if there's an argument there, you keep it in house. You don't just get the jersey and say we're going to wear it this week. And seven players pull out four days before we're going to play the Roosters right. on just, a Thursday night. Just so you know, there's a there's a divide at Manly right now still between the players that did and the players that didn't. Because they never got asked. And the Manly players that didn't, apparently somebody's come out and said, oh, they've had a change of heart and they'll be wearing, like next year when we do it again, they'll be wearing it. They, those seven players came out and said, like, fuck we are. We're not wearing it again next year. I guarantee you. And if they do it again next year, that'd be the biggest mistake. I guarantee you, probably about three of them will leave that club. I understand what they were, they were trying to do, but Manly actually fucked it up even more so than trying to fix it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, I totally agree. I think it just had a, a really terrible... And just so effect. you all know, Ashley Klein had a really good look at this and still thought the Cowboys needed a penalty. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cowboys. So, look, moving huh? forward... Cowboys. Yeah, he looked at the Manly jersey and gave a penalty to the Cowboys. <laughs> yep. So, back to the game. Jared Warrior Hargraves had an ongoing niggle with Zach Fulton... Uh, in one tackle, he slaps Zach's hand away from him. In another, he shoves Zach in the face. And ultimately, of course, he pushed his elbow into Zach's head and tried to make hamburger meat out of his face. And it didn't stop there. At the end of the game, Hargrave still wanted to have words with Zach as the players were shaking hands. How did a rookie get under his skin like that? 
He's a rookie, and I don't know. What happened? No, no, no. Zach niggling you? Listen, Chris, be quiet. You watch that game with me, yeah? And call it for what it is, yeah? Manly were missing seven regular first graders. We should have won by 150. Not 20 to 10, 150, right? Referee Grant Atkins allowed Manly to hang on in every tackle like they were hanging off the, the, the stern of the Titanic as it was going down. Every single tackle, hang on, hang on. Now, let me ask you a question, Johnny. Do you think a side missing seven regular first graders would make a few errors and give away some penalties during the game? 100%. We didn't get our first six to go till the 74th minute of the game. I'll give you one better. Really? 74th minute of the game. Hey, I'll give you one better. A side that's missing seven, seven players doesn't lose by 10 points against the Roosters. No, they don't. Okay. That's what I'm getting at. So that's as very simple as that. Grant Atkins allowed Manly to get away with highway robbery. Okay, now... Hang on. Just two points in the second half. Pass. Correct. That's I understand. Nuts. I'll That's tell you absolutely what. Absolutely not. I'll tell you what. In the first half, the Roosters got close to scoring a try. Sam Verrills gets clocked on the chin with a swinging arm that would have made every grub who swings an arm in rugby league proud. Yeah. That's how clear it was. Yes or no, Chris? Oh, yeah. He should have got right? 10. 10 he, sh- in the bin. he should have got 10 in the bin. It wasn't even placed on report. You know why? Manly's already down seven players. We can't make it look bad. They've had a bad week. They weren't going to get bad. They weren't going to allow it to look any worse than it was. They've had a bad week already, Melbourne. Yeah, right. so we discussed this before. We're just saying that... Um, Out of sheer frustration, the Roosters were never allowed to get any momentum. They were getting held down in every single tackle and it boiled over with Jared Hargreaves. Again, Fulton was holding him down, holding him down. He's trying to get... He landed on his stomach. He's trying to get up for the quick play the ball. They won't let go. So he goes, here, here's an elbow for your face. Just remind you next time, get the fuck off me. And the referee goes, you know what? I didn't see the big swinging arm in the first half, but I saw your elbow, you prick. Penalty. Granted, I think Jared should have fucking gone for 10 minutes because it was unnecessary. For you to be allowed to fucking lose your cool by a a rookie, you should have gone for 10. Absolutely. I'm going to call it for what it is. But But where was the consistency? Where was the consistency? Now... Don't get me wrong. I don't care you're down seven regular players. The rules are the fucking rules, yes or no? 100%. Fast forward to the Penrith Parramatta game. Nathan Cleary gets sent off. It's 30 to 4 at half time. Lo and behold, Melbourne wins the second half. You know why? Because the referee goes, not a good look for Penrith, the best player in the, the best team in the side for the last four years. Let's not make this a fucking blowout. Parramatta should have won 60 to 4. But again, the referee, and this is what gets me. Okay, you've sent the player to the Simbin for foul play. You can't now referee to keep them in the game. They should be punished for foul play and let the score go to whatever it is. It's just fucking embarrassing, the inconsistency. Again, on the weekend. That was a, it was the worst game I've ever seen between the Roosters and Manly. The worst game. Chris. The worst game I've I ever seen. I was losing my head because I'm going, one, two, three, let him go, four, five. And they're hanging on. It, and was, hanging. it, was, it was like Blacktown workers, man, Blacktown workers versus the, the Roosters. And we won 20 to 10. That's how bad it was, Please, man. mate. Please. It was, it was very That's bad. what the NRL, honestly, if if Annesley and Volandis are happy with the product they're dishing out, no wonder the game is going backwards at a rapid rate. Fast forward to the Canberra game. Joseph Tarpany cops a cannonball tackle. He copped a blatant cannonball tackle. He gets up and remonstrates with the player that did it. He gets 10 minutes in the Simbin. That's right. And the guy who did it didn't even get a report. No, no, no case no. to answer. Look, I mean, what who is going who did, on? Who did that? The hooker from the Titans. Now, come on, man. And then you've got a guy like Nelson Asofa Solomona, you fucking grub. Again, the Melbourne Storm. Kafusi comes down on an elbow on Sam Walker's nose. Yep. No case to answer. 
Nelson is so for Solomon. They gave him a fine, which means that he was wrong, but not wrong enough to suspend him. I don't understand that. If, you're, you're, if you're, you're getting a fine, though, you, you, you put your elbow in his head, it was wrong. It's, it's a you, terrible look. If it you should parked be your car, suspended. If you parked the car at a no stopping and, and you got a fine, you did the wrong thing. You didn't, parked it at a no stopping. Didn't Nelson also take out some of his teeth? He broke his he teeth. He cracked his teeth. Yeah, he's he got, cracked he's his got, teeth. Today he got three broken teeth. I do teeth. not understand how even after the mate, fact, let's mate. say the on-field referee just completely missed it. The bunker completely missed it. The next day, the NRL should come out and say, that was horrible. We're, mate, we're he's actually going to break his jaw. We're going to put you on report. We're going to send you to the judiciary because we've reviewed it post-match and you should go to jail. That was a terrible act what? of grubbery. It's injured the guy. He did it completely intentionally. But not a fine? No, he's got, as well. he's got carryover points. He wouldn't be getting the yeah. fine. He'd be going. And there's no way with the season that Melbourne had. Listen, boys, you've got to understand something. Last year... Melbourne, Melbourne are scrambling for players, and they're going to lose that one? Last year, there was no Queensland sides in the finals. Queensland is a breeding ground of rugby league. Yep. So there was no home semis. There was no semis of any calibre within the state of Queensland. They're going, oh, shit. We could sell out Suncorp for a, for a finals game. So... Lo and behold, the Cowboys are running second in the comp. The Broncos are fighting for a fourth spot. They're getting spot. one in Townsville if they stay second. Penrith's getting one. Melbourne are in the eight. Let's hope if Melbourne finishes fifth, they get a home semi against the eighth place side. So they want home semis in New South Wales, Victoria and Queensland. And you know what? It's so blatantly fucking obvious the way it's going. And It's a sham. It's a sham. Nelson is so for Solomona, right? Not even not after yeah. the fact. The fucking review panel thought this guy coming down, elbow first on a bloke to his head. No case to answer. You know the bunker said? Because he landed his elbow on his chest initially, it was okay. He didn't come down targeting the head. The fact that he lifted the elbow to make contact with the head thereafter is way worse. You could have at least pretended it was an accident if he made contact with the jaw to start with. My God, if we sent Nelson off or to the sin bin, there was a chance that Melbourne could lose four in a row? Heaven forbid. They did break a four, four you know. Heaven forbid. Speaking of that game, the Storm beat the Warriors at Mount Smart Stadium 24-12, to ending a four-game losing streak. Storm led at halftime 10 points to eight. Some weird stats. Storm won four tries to three. Edward Cosey, is it Cosey or Cosey? Cosey. Uh, scored all the Warriors three tries with a hat-trick. Um, and who was their kicker? Zero from three attempts. Who was kicking on the on the day? Who? For, I don't know. For, for the, the, Warriors? the Warriors? Would have been Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh? Yep. Yeah, so he missed all of those. The big news from this one was uh, two Melbourne players, of course, escaping punishment. Of course. Both Josh King for the eye gouge. <laughs> yep. Didn't Corey O'Dell just the week before get yeah, he four, got weeks. Five, four weeks? Five, five weeks. Five weeks. Mate, he must be feeling pretty pissed And it wasn't off even right an now. eye gouge. He reached over to grab the guy. The hand actually went over the eyes and he pulled his head back. There was no eye gouging. There was no nothing. And don't get me wrong. I think that's exactly what happened with Josh King. But how the hell did he get away with that if, if Corey O'Dell didn't? Four weeks? Do you understand? Well, I, I'm going to say this to you again in our Do we really know if he, if he got his... Uh, Vote with your feet, people. You've got to send a message it. to the NRL that this isn't good enough. If we boycott games, if we stop fucking pouring our money into this game because our sides aren't deciding the contest, the referees are, we need to send a message to the NRL. This isn't good enough. Just your fucking game. Jaster Bunga was clearly in discomfort at the end of that. He didn't get up for a while. He was in a lot of pain. Regardless of whether it was an accident or not, it was eye hand touching the eyeball, and then he should have been on report, should have been sin bin. Who was it? Should have got four weeks. Who Josh King. No, you get nothing. It's just, you know, standard. Uh, yes, and of course, I mean, we just talked about, um, of course, the Grub Nelson, the Sofa Solomona. And I tell you what, Bass, I agree with you. The NRL has to be embarrassed. 
how he's allowed to play next week as opposed to even another game this year, I don't get it. I do not oh, get I, it. I, I don't know, man. He's got history. And he's got history. The Eels beat the Panthers 34 points to 10, 34 at halftime. They won six tries to two. Nathan Cleary was sent off in the 17th minute. Uh, the score was two tries to one in favour of the Eels at that point. And it's not a good look that with 12 men. For the whole of the second half, it took 37 minutes for the Eels to score their one and only try in the second nah, half. bullshit. The referee made sure that wasn't going to happen. Mate, Parramatta were absolutely on fire in the first half. Even when Penrith were at their full complement, it was 14-4. to 4. And then somehow it shut down with Nathan Cleary off the yeah, field. Yeah, somehow. As soon as Nathan Cleary... Please. As soon as Nathan Cleary went off... Not I, just Nathan Cleary, I, no I, Luai either. I turned off the... So no Luai, no Nathan Cleary for a seven, uh, for 60 minutes. I, I know. Please. I actually didn't watch a game after... Please. That's honest truth. That's the, again, the NRL going, oh, we can't have... Expensive game. Nathan Cleary now gone for at least five games or more than likely for the five games uh, with an early plea with a dangerous tackle. And Mitch Moses gone for maybe another five weeks with a broken finger. Yeah. Well, to his dad's credit today, he came out and he said, look, um, he did the tackle. The tackle was wrong and you've got to pay the price. Oh, and no, Nathan, Nathan's got to pay the price. It's just, but that's rugby league. But this is the thing though. Yeah, and, but you know what I hate about as well? Like everyone's saying, oh, he's a good bloke. and everything. Good bloke doesn't mean anything. Rugby league, anything can go wrong. You know, if you're a good bloke making a tackle, it could go wrong. And he just went wrong. That's it. Just, it doesn't mean he's a, he's a bad bloke, but it, it, it can go wrong for I you. I know, but Chris, it's because he's got the good guy stigma. Of course. But when this happens with somebody else, they just go, oh, typical. And, you know, it's put the guy in jail. But the thing that gives me the shits is none of these guys want to do that. Nobody wants to get suspended. Of course. Nobody wants to hurt the other oh. player like that. You know, he got it wrong. In the heat of the battle, with the speed of the game, he got it wrong. That's how he tackles. He he, he, he actually tackles well. He's a good tackler like that. If you see him, he picks him up and drives him, but he's picked him up too far and too high and slammed him straight on his head. To his credit, he apologised to the player straight away. He made sure he checked on his well-being. And um, I do, like you said, there's no malice in the tackle. He is a strong defender. And nine times out of ten... Like, the tackle was made. There was, no, there was no need for him. And this is where he got hard on himself. There was absolutely no need for him to reach around, hand between yeah, the legs. Yeah, he drove him into the ground. There was no need for that. The player was held. So, he was going to pay the price. He's going to get a rest. So, he's already on the plane to Bali. Probably not a bad thing for him at this stage. Yeah, he's going to Bali. Wrapped the guy up in cotton wool. He's going to be ready for the finals. He's going to Bali. The six and seven. And I tell you what, without, without the six and seven, they managed to win a couple of games and they move into the finals. Well, they mate, I tell to, you what, they they're going to be They need formidable. to win one or two to win, wrap that minor premise, really. They're yeah. in front by what, eight? Yeah, but you know what, boys? Also, they could get stale. At this time of year, you want, you want them on the field. Yeah. The Raiders beat the Titans 36 points to 24, 16 to 12 uh, to the Raiders at half halftime. Uh, we already discussed this. Uh, Tarpanay was sent to the bin in the 32nd minute. He was fined 1500 bucks after Aaron Booth was his third man in. It wasn't penalised. He obviously didn't appreciate the tackle. There was enough in it for him to get the shits. And if the referee's not going to protect him, he's going to go and protect himself. And there's probably even an element there that he wanted to go on with it so that the bunker would intervene nothing. If anything, he gets 10 minutes. He did throw a punch, but obviously he really didn't appreciate what had happened. And if that's the case, he reacted that way because it obviously hurt and it was dangerous. How Aaron Booth stayed on the field, I don't get it. So how are you supposed to, as a player, how are you supposed to react to that? Do you, do you just slap the guy or do you grab him by the shirt? What do you do? I've often thought that if the referee can't protect the player, if they're coming out with obvious dangerous plays, then the player's often forced to do it themselves and say, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. You're letting it all go. These guys are running right. They're damaging us. 
I'm going to show this guy that he's not going to get away with it. But I tell you what, the thing that pissed me off most about that was Aaron Booth should have gone to the bin as well. To actually only send Tarpany into the bin, I thought it was ridiculous. Well, a couple of weeks back we were asking why isn't Ricky Stewart's head on the chopping block? Well, he's primed his side. They're making a late charge. So At the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta go. You guys gotta keep something in mind. It's not a sprint race; it's a marathon. It's how you finish at the end. And he's uh, coming home with a wet sail. The Raiders. He's got the Raiders coming home with a wet sail. So, I think the halfbacks made a difference. Fogarty. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And uh, I think the Titans are cost counting the loss of him. The Titans should be fucking thrown out of the comp <laughs> <laughs> for Send the fourth the time. For the fourth time. They should be fucked off out of the comp. I can't believe there's no North Sydney Bears at Foundation Club, but we're trying to rescue the Titans four fucking times. It's embarrassing. Well, did you hear what? Did, it's did embarrassing. You, did you hear what Hallbrook said in, in the press conference? What? He said, I wish Kieran Forum could come now. He goes, I can't wait for Kieran Forum. Well, that's what he said. Yeah, he's going to make a big difference. Because he needs experience. Well, anyway. I think that's a really ridiculous thing to say. Absolutely. Point of the game. Sam, Verrill, just, Sam Verrill's been linked there. Um, but uh, that, That's job preservation comment, isn't it? But there's a sneaky bid from the Dragons. No, it's not job preservation. That's uh, incompetence. If you don't, if you're that dumb and gullible to think a 50-year-old 5'8", who has done nothing at Manly as well, is going to come no, and turn words, your fortunes in around. In other words, he was just saying, oh, he, can't, he can't wait for his experience because he needs it. Yeah, no, what he's trying you know to mean? say is, um, I'm just making it so everybody can hear that I'll be here next year. Yeah. yeah. So like I said, Sam Verrill's... Um, He's probably going to go there, but um, like us. Yeah, a Sa- if Sam Beryls ends up there, he's going for the there's money. There's a sneaky bit coming from the Dragons for that. Nofaluma's off to. Has Nofaluma played for this week? Well, he'll be starting this week. Nofaluma's gone to the Melbourne Storm effective immediately as well for the rest of the season. Um, and the Roosters. Yeah, Gildart. Oliver Gildart. Yeah, he got dropped by the Tigers twice. We decided to pick him up. Obviously, they've pinpointed a deficiency in our centres. And, p- and they picked a deficient player to fill that void. Can I go back? I just got another comment to make. Um, I actually thought that the uh, the decision to keep Aaron Booth on the field was the wrong one. That was Casey Badger in the bunker, by the way. I am being very critical of Casey Badger, as I've noticed on two occasions she made a ruling, we have a decision, blah, 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 only to have her ruling either ignored or overruled through the ref's mic. In the Knights v Bulldogs game, the on-field decision was it was a Knights knock-on and the defending Bulldogs were about to play the ball. The challenge went up by the Knights. She talked us through a ruling and gave a decision for a goal line dropout. The ref then paused for what I can only assume was another message that he got through uh, his earpiece. Dogs, play the ball. And I had a strong feeling that someone else messaged Chris Butler and said, no, it's a Bulldogs, play the ball. The commentators were surprised by Casey Badger's ruling, but then said, oh, but they're playing the ball. Not sure what happened, but the right decision was ultimately made. What made me pay particular attention to this incident was that I noticed the same thing happened when she was officiating the Titus v Raiders game where the same thing happened. She made a ruling. It was the wrong one. But the on-field referee, you know, contradicted her and, and the, the right decision was made. Twice in two games that happened. We can't afford to have, like, apprentices making the wrong calls in, if, on a, in, a, in a first grade game. How dare you, Chris? How dare you call her an apprentice? Like Do you know who she is? She, just can, she can go work for the Tigers <sighs> with her husband. There's my son walking around in his undies. Put some clothes on. The Sharks <laughs> beat the Rabbitohs in overtime by Golden Point. 21 points to 20. 14 points to 8 to the Sharks at halftime. Uh, the numbers are very even. Three tries apiece. Three conversions from three 
for both Hines and Mitchell. Uh, both for a penalty goal. Nick, Nico Hines, of course, kicking the winning field goal with three minutes to go in Golden Point. Oh, he did Nicky all right. I mean... Now, so, <laughs> I see what you did there, Chris. South seemed to be dominant um, in the first half, yet the Sharks went into the Sheds, leading 14 points to eight. A couple of big plays by the Sharks. Um, the, the pinpoint kick by Nico Hines to send uh, Molitano over the head of the two shortest players in the league. It was a perfect kick. Anyone else, he probably wouldn't have gone above them. Uh, that was what? Nick Arima and uh, Ilias. And also to allow an over-the-hill sluggish Andrew Fafita to get through two or three I di- plays. I disagree with you, mate. To score that. He turned back the clock in that game. He was at his barnstorming best. Like in the grand final against Melbourne when they won it, he ran the ball with some with some purpose. I thought Talakai, best game I've seen him play. He just kept... He cannonballed himself into, into the defence. Hit up after hit up after hit up. Remember that time when he just ripped through Morgan Harper? Yeah. I thought this game was just as good. He, I thought his performance was just as good. Look, against Manly, he ripped through them. But in this, he did a lot of dirty work that actually... Like, he didn't break through, the, but he, he carried defenders on his back for three or four extra metres every time, which allowed uh, them to get onto the front foot. I thought it was a pretty decent game. I thought Luttrell being moved to centre to accommodate Cody Nikarima. Like, I don't know what your coach is thinking, but what the fuck is Nikarima going to provide from the back that Latrell can't provide from the back? I don't get it. He just wanted him on the field and it was at the wrong wrong position. He shouldn't totally even be on the agree. bench. I where's, don't know. where's Blake Taft? Where's Blake Taft? Injured. Latrell going for glory. There was a few times he took the field goal early. There were still tackles up their sleeve for South. I thought, oh, let's catch him off the guard and try and go for but it But even worse, Bass, he had all the time in the, the world, world to kick that and he but missed what, it. But why is he kicking 40 metres? Correct, he's going from long distance where he had a couple of tackles up his sleeve. Like when Burgess ran, when, when Burgess made the break, I thought they rushed it. He quickly, quickly played the ball and he just kicked it straight away. I mean, it was 20 out. He missed it right well, in front. Look, there was the game there for us. The two points was there for us and we completely blew it in the end. You're right. If we took our time and we actually positioned ourselves better, he's good with a field goal. Then he just... Didn't put himself in the right position I to just, do it. I just don't know why no one's put one on Cody Walker's chin yet. I Look, after know. the game, round 20. the game's over. It's done and dusted. Why wouldn't you shake hands with the opposition? Like Cameron Because he's a child bass. No, sorry. Somebody said it on the social media. It was everywhere. And uh, I'll read you one of a couple of the comments. Like, you know, it's not nice. The game is over. It's done and dusted. What's, what happens on the field stays on the field. And he himself said that when... Remember when a, a Bulldogs player tackled him at halftime and I asked him what was said and everything? He goes, let's just leave it at that. It happened. All right? I think it was Lachlan Lewis or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> it was. <laughs> he just pushed him. Still one of the greatest moments in rugby league. They're walking off the field and he just hugs him, <laughs> brings him down. Somebody said, Cody Walker is the dirtiest player in the competition. No surprise that he's also the, the biggest, sorest loser and a bad sport at that. Like... He, Cody See, Walker can, needs everything the way he, to go his way. Like, you know what, Cody? You want to hit everybody hard and high. They hit you back, you want to fight. You know, it's he's, he's going to actually... But you know how I said to you last year during the finals campaign, the hothead of Latrell Mitchell is going to cost you guys and it cost you with Joseph Manu? Mm. It's going to cost you with him too. He's going to cost co- it's you coming, guys. It's coming. It's coming at a I'm very crucial you. moment. He's going to cost us. Mate, I still go to bed thinking about the intercept in the grand final that he threw. And Tom Burgess, he gave away one too many penalties. Um, it really cost us. 
he was good. Uh, he made some great runs, a barnstorming Burgess. But is he facing any Luke, weeks for that high shot? I think he's got one he's, week for yeah, the high I shot. I think he's got. Oh, that's yeah. all right. Yeah. Then again, even that high shot, don't get me wrong, this is not being one-eyed. I think it was just unfortunate. He was going shoulder height. Molitano lifts his arm at the end and just guides it towards his head. Bad look at the end of the day, but that's why I saw that one. Of course, oh, no, no, I thought it was around the legs. <laughs> I saw it as if it was around the legs. <laughs> the West Tigers, again, upset a top side, beating the Broncos 34 points to 18, 12 all at half time. Tigers scoring five tries to three in the end. Uh, the two big point, uh, talking points here was the way his performance, uh, he really led that team to victory, and also the Pat Garrigan hip drop on Hastings. It's got referred straight to the judiciary. How a guy like Fui Miona gets five weeks for a hip drop and gets sent to the sin bin, but Pat Garrigan is a white Anglo-Saxon boy. His hip drops are allowed, right? This is the glaring inconsistencies that are in our game, yeah. right? Broke the guy's leg. He's out for the season. Broke his ankle. Not even worth 10 minutes in the sin bin. Did you think the tackle was bad, though? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's the, the rules the, right the now. The problem I've got with yeah, the I hip drop, I, I don't Chris... Think, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it was the most obvious hip drop like some of them are. Like I think the guy that, that was on top of him made it worse because he, he pushed him back. Okay. And, and Carrigan was underneath I'm happy him. you said that. This all comes down to coaching. You know what I mean? I'll tell you why it comes down to coaching. The defensive coach will always say to his players, I want you to bend them back in bend defense. Bend them back. It's like Patrick... Uh, it's Carrigan a saying. It's, it's, it's a figure of speech like bend them back, meaning drive them back. Like, you know, attack with defense. They Fig bent him back. Yeah, figure of speech. Fold him backwards. Fold him in half. Break his spine. When Patrick Carrigan was actually in, in the tackle first, he went low. He got bent back. And, and, and Patrick was still underneath. So he made it look bad like he twisted his... Like he went, like he went for his legs. Well, they must have I've saw seen, more I've in seen it. Worse. I showed, I showed Bass today the Nathan Cleary one. Did you see Nathan Cleary one? Yeah. He got nothing for it. Like, he, that was worse. Well, they must have seen something in it to refer. You know, when he you broke get, his leg, and that's why, like, like you were saying, did they look at what the injury is for him to go to the what time, or is it? Well, obviously, you know I mean? obviously they hobbled at, off. Obviously, they look at the injury 100%, because hundred percent, Chris. Because if you don't mind me saying, if he doesn't get injured, you'll, what happens? you'll notice that that style of tackle happens a lot more. But no one gets into trouble. No one gets hurt or injured. They take him down. If anything, it's a bit of a penalty. Going, oh, that's a hip drop, penalised. The moment someone breaks his ankle, well, of course he's now gone to judiciary. If he's he going to be the out for the rest of the season. If he doesn't stay down, the referee doesn't go to the bunker. Can you check that for me? Well, if, he's, if his ankle doesn't get caught underneath and he doesn't get hurt like that, it's a non-event. I tell you, it's a clear it's case. It's still a hip drop. He still You're, tackles in the same way. You guys are absolutely right. The judiciary is being swayed by injuries. By because, injuries. Because last week for Nukin, for Nukin, it was a head clash. He came in to try and put on a big hit. I, I don't know if uh, Stephen Crichton tried to step or swerved. They clashed heads. Stephen Crichton's ear was cut in half. Yeah. He needed plastic surgery. Okay? It was a head clash. He got three weeks for a head clash. He got three weeks so for a head clash. You know what they how said? How many head clashes did we see between that game and the end of this round? Do you know what, do you know what they said like about five that? Five or six. Because, yeah. because the Lindsay E was Collins split. Lindsay Collins' head no, clash. No, do you know what? It's because they said that the impact, how fast he flew out of the line, right? It wasn't, he wasn't going for a tackle. He just he threw his body straight at him. That's rugby like, league. Like causing... That's he what wanted you do to in cause every game. And, and he's swinging your arm because, because he was so clutched. Like, you know, kamikaze with it. He just, 
His arm just went all over the place. He was going 100 miles an hour. He didn't connect with his arm. He didn't connect with his arm. It was a head clash. But it was it was just the, the, it the was way it was just the way he flew out what, of the line. What was the incident? Yeah, go on. It's just the way he flew out of the line at 100 miles an hour. He deemed him to say he was going out there to smash him. And, and that's what happened. But and yeah, you should be able to because that's well, what the league is. Just like to troll Mitchell on Joey Manu. What was the incident that uh, Joey Johns was upset about with the third person coming in? Carrigan. It was Carrigan. Is yes. that one? Is it? Yes. What a ridiculous thing to say. You can't have a third man come in. Of course you if have he's to. Still, if he's still moving, he's You've got to get his You've got a player that's going to try and get the ball away. Your job is to come in and stop the guy playing. Do you know why we're having a lot of hip drops now? Because the referees don't call held. So the third man has to come in, and the other guy is trying to drop him down that's to the correct. ground. That's correct. About the time he's dropping him back, and the other guy's got once his the leg, player hits he gets the ground, bent. Once the player hits the ground, the referee will then call held. So as long as guys are fighting in the tackle and the referee won't call held, they're going to try and get him to the ground. And a big part of the problem there is the defending team never knows when a player's held or not. It changes every single play. So in this case, Joey is expecting that we only have two people going to a tackle and essentially giving the attacking player every opportunity to get an offload away because we're not allowed to have a third man in to take him down. That's what a ridiculous thing to say. Isn't Andrew Johns coaching at Newcastle this year? Yes. How, how are they going this uh, year? How are they going? <laughs> Shut the <laughs> f- Andrew. <laughs> oh, okay. No, he uh, doesn't. Yeah, he's got some really nice things to say about you too. The Broncos did look really flat, by the I way. I think the Broncos have over-exceeded this year, and I think they're going to start to wane in these final rounds. I think they're going to—they've outplayed themselves. Really? No, because they're just—they're so. coming, they're playing flat the wrong end they've, of the season. Yeah, I got think a couple of plays by coming back this week. I think, I think they've over-exceeded this year, and they're going to come back to the field in a big way. The West Tigers, on the other hand, the last four games against the top six sides, they lost the Eels twenty-eight points to twenty. Nothing to be embarrassed about there. Lost to the Panthers, 18 points to 16. Nothing to be embarrassed about there. Lost to the Cowboys, 27 to 26 by one point, And they beat the Broncos, 32 points to 18. I mean, what a turnaround well, for on their that season. Loss on the I know Cowboys. they're losses, but, mate, I'll tell you what, that's against uh, top four, yeah, you know, top eight they, squad. They lost to Penrith with seven out. Yeah, Penrith, that was June origin. But on that loss of the Cowboys last week, we can't let this go on without having to discuss this. It was arguably the worst call... A lot of commentra- commentators See, called it... I still it, haven't seen this. They've called it the worst call in rugby league history. Kyle Felt done a biggest... Uh, Kyle Felt did your biggest Academy Award nomination. For like he, won, he won the Oscar for Best Stuntman. Right. He took a dive of epic proportions. Kick-out style, is it? Worse. <laughs> like, I'll tell you Worse how, than kick-out. I'll out. tell you how bad Getting it was. Getting hit by a sniper. I'll tell you how bad it was. Felt ran into the guy and fell over. Phil actually ran into the guy ah, and fell over. Did a Billy Slater. Right? Did a Billy so, Slater. Oh, sir. There was one second on the clock. One second on the clock. This is the same Ashley Klein, mind you, that in game one of Origin, the last play of the game, Isaiah Yo was at his feet about to put the ball down to play it. You should allow the ball to be played. He's up. He blew full time. He couldn't blow full time fast enough, yeah? With one second on the clock, the kickoff happens. Sailing in the air. The uh, Tigers player was looking up at the ball. Multiple replays. At no stage did he look over his shoulder to see if anybody was coming. He did crab across field, but he was running in the general direction of the ball. Dane Laurie, the fullback, catches it. And the Tigers are taking this legally. They've actually asked the NRL for all audio between the referee and the bunker. I think Ashley Klein said, stall till I have a look at it. Stall till I have a look at it. So that's fudging. Right? Here's the thing. 
The <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, but Bass, you know, keep going because there I'm was really, a captain's I, challenge still at the disposal of the 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 uh, Cowboys, but you can only challenge if the referee calls something or the play's dead, or the play's dead. So he catches the ball, the referee. Then the NRL said he blew a short whistle. Can you tell me what a short whistle is, Kairos? What? A knock on? So how long? How long have we been supporting rugby league? What is a short whistle? So he was. A, but what they're trying to say is that he was about to blow full time whistle. Yeah, I know, I know. But, I know. He, but, but then, but then, so he put the whistle in his mouth. So and he went, was, yeah, that's it. But he didn't. But but didn't, he didn't. He didn't do hand, any any hand signal saying like the game's over because he went to the referee. But Bass, the game should have been over as soon as Adam kicked the ball. Now, as soon as you score a try, you've got ninety seconds to kick the ball. They scored. With a minute and 14. How much is 90 seconds? A is minute. that a minute and a half? No, that's, uh, yes, a minute and a half. Yeah. Adam ran down the clock to zero. It was zero. Okay? He, he waited. He waited for the clock. He knew. He looked at the clock when they scored. He knew he had a mile of time. It was game over. They he, decided to put one second onto the clock. Mind you, Adam's, Adam's kick hit the post. It hit the post. If he gets it, it's game over. He win, they win by three. He ran the clock down. To zero. It was game over. He had 90 seconds to kick it. Anyway, the kick goes... They found one second. The kick goes up. Felt runs into the player, falls over. Now, the referee blew a short whistle. No problem. What did you call ref, though? I still don't know what a short whistle means. The ref didn't make a call. No, the touchy. The touchy said, you better look at the collision. That's, that's when he stopped it. So the touchy said, I think you better have a look at it. So when it was about to blow full time, he had the whistle. The touchy just got in, saying... Look at it, and then that, as soon as Chad Townsend said it, as soon as he heard the touchy say, check it. He said challenge. Challenge because... Now officially, play has been stopped. Play has been stopped. Right. Because he did put his hands in the air saying, stop. So Ash, he, Ashley, he, he did challenge for it. Ashley Klein... In one second. This is all in one second. All in one second. What we're talking about. Ashley Klein <laughs> then decided to award a penalty to the Cowboys. Mind you... Because he, he ran him off the ball, he said. Mind you, at halftime, <laughs> at halftime of that game, a bet of $200,000 was paid on the Cowboys at $1.05. With one second to go, do you think that guy's asshole would have been in his throat? He probably was actually a client. Jesus. So the Cowboys got robbed there. They had a good win this week. And this is all about, not, not that they're going uh, to figure tigers, anything. The Tigers got robbed. So the Tigers got robbed, sorry. This is yeah. not about making the eight for the Tigers. This is about salvaging some pride in the end of the season and climbing off the bottom of the table. And it was Tarmau's 300th game and they fucking had a go. And against the top three side. After this week's performance, and if you notice, the Tigers' good fortunes have come because of one key denominator. Luke Brooks. Adam Dewey. Luke Brooks. Brooks. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, Luke, yeah. They've won all their games without Luke Brooks. If, uh, that's, Luke they've Brooks. won all the games. No, Luke no, Brooks. It's, it's been since the injection of the way I totally agree. Oh, 100%. Adam, mate, I can't believe that club hasn't made him captain. If they don't realise seriously that they are a better club with him at the 5'8th position and his hands on the ball as much as possible, and lo and behold, Luke Brooks is out for the season because he injured his calf at training. Is this your way of saying to the cut, you know what, it's about time we dropped you. Fuck off and sit down on the sideline. We don't want to hurt your feelings. We don't want to embarrass... He is... Sorry, 
I know we used to laugh at Corey Norman. I, don't mind that, I, I, I would take Jock. Corey Norman at the Roosters tomorrow over Luke Brooks. But I, would, I don't, I don't mind that Jock Madden playing halfback either. He played well. You know what I mean? But you could just tell Adam. Adam's on a different level where he he, he wants to win the game. He wants to win everything. He he's got the passion. And, and he, he always takes things into his own hands. Matters, matters in his own hands. I honestly time. believe Jackson Hastings playing at lock is a wasted position because he's not going to give you hit-ups. He's not going to give you... You're playing him as an extra ball player, I get it. But you're so, actually letting the side down one extra forward. That's right. You're so, taking so the young you kid's position. now the combination of Dwayne and Jock Madden is actually the right way to go? No, I slot. think the right combination would be Dwayne and Jackson Hastings in the halves. You can even play Jock Madden at hooker. Well, they're going to lose one of them because Jock Madden's already come out and said that if Luke Brooks stays, then he's going. He's leaving the club. Nobody wants it. You know what? So they're going to make a choice. So one of them's leaving. He's got more lives than a barnyard full of cats, that Luke Brooks. Honestly, oh, you're an embarrassment. Retire and go play in go Toronto. Play no, go play in Toronto. <laughs> the Bulldogs beat the Knights 24 points to 10, 18 to 4 to the Dogs at halftime, four tries to two. Uh, the big Lebanese story, of course, being the Jacob Carras hat-trick. He looked like he would have gotten a fourth as well. He had it as an intercept on his own five-metre line, and apparently he had cramps. So he he sort of really started to lose his speed halfway up the field. So that, what an absolutely going? cracker of a game. Well, that watch kid, this space. I could have him here with us next week. Oh, excellent. That would be wonderful. He had a blinder of the first game, but uh, we had to wait for him to make a regular appearance as he wasn't part of the top 30 players. Now week in, week out, his performance has been outstanding. I've had the guy since he first started playing with Supercoach. I have not regretted it one little bit. That guy's been outstanding. He's also he's all amongst the top rookie players. I don't think he's going to get the top rookie of the year, but these players include Tylan May, Ezra Mam, uh, Jeremiah Nanai, Kula, Lachlan Ilias, Toby Sexton, and Xavier Savage. Can I... Um, he's an effort player. He, he's an effort player. He does. He puts effort He, he wants week. to get involved. You know what? That's he's what happens when you put effort. You get rewarded. We're, we're proud, Lebo's here, and we're proud to see a young kid from our cultural background having a fair income dig. I love when a guy just rolls up his sleeves and play. He wants the ball. He goes looking for the ball. He gets involved. He backs up. He does all the little 1% as well. His parents are proud and rightfully so and good on him. He's certainly an athlete. He has the physical capability and the smarts and he's doing this in what can only be described as an ordinary team. So to shine in a bottom four squad is impressive. I mean, look at how they've made Adokar look ordinary this year. Well, the last three or four weeks, Adokar's been awesome. And here's the embarrassing part from the weekend. Greg Alexander on Fox Sports was commentating on the Bulldogs game. And he's going, oh my God, Fox. Oh, Fox. Oh, Fox. What a player, Fox. Well, he wasn't fucking good enough for you for origin, was he, Brandy? <laughs> now, all of a sudden, what a Fox. You know what? Brandy, you're slowly you becoming what, a Fox. fucking idiot. Fox you. <laughs> yes, yeah, Fox you. Fox you, Brandy. <laughs> Can I tell you a, a quick joke whilst I'm at it, Carries? Oh, yeah. I love a bass joke. It's like a dad joke, but worse. You know, Prince Charles actually studied out here in Australia in his youth, <laughs> in his teenage years. <laughs> oh, dear. So, as soon as he said Prince Charles. <laughs> so Charles was invited out because, you know, he had some mates in here. Then one of them's out at Galaganbone, good old country town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they invited um, Charlie out to uh, do the opening of the new civic centre out there. So anyway, he flies out to Australia, does a few things, and he's at this... Uh, Galagan Bone opening of their Civic Centre and he's wearing a fox hat. And the whole day everybody's looking at him, what the f- what's the story with this fox hat? Anyway, at the end of the day, commenta- uh, sorry, a journalist comes to interviewing, Prince Charles, thank you for coming, it's an honour to have you here at this little town, you know, 
there's a steep history here and I know you studied this, but blah, 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 blah. Just a question on the fashion for the day. Why the fox hat? He goes, well, I was speaking with Mome. Mm-hmm. And she asked me what I was doing. I said, I'm going out to Galaganbone for an opening of a civic center. And she goes, where the fox hat? <laughs> so I did. <laughs> uh, the dogs have been impressive under Potter, winning four from their last six, although mainly playing lower-ranked sides, but that does include winning against the Eels, 34 points to four. Let's just quickly run through this weekend's games. Oh, actually, no, we're still missing one. Chris, where's my head? Finally, the Cowboys beat the Dragons 34 points to eight at Jubilee Oval, 10 points to eight at halftime, six tries to one. Talmalolo's likely to miss two games for a shoulder charge on Black Laurie, by the way. Jaden Sewell is also fined. Was he fined for yeah, pulling, pulling hair? Of, of all uh, the Luciella, incidents this Luciella weekend, Luciella. that was by far the most disgraceful act I've seen. In it a was disgraceful. Time. But it's just <laughs> what I didn't get was I actually thought that he was going for a try. For the love of the money, that was a try. I, I was really surprised that wasn't a, a penalty try. He was in. No one was stopping no, he him. he lost the ball trying to. I was telling him He pulled his hair back it. and the ball came out because he was under the grip. That was a try. <laughs> So I'm surprised he didn't get 10 minutes in the bin. You know what? I never picked Hook as a a coach that advocates hair pulling. I think he trains him for it. Bass, no, Bass. Bass, come over here. Let me try it on you. No, mate. <laughs> and, you know, Chris had the audacity to say to me, well, if he cuts his hair, he wouldn't yeah, have well, pulled he it. To, he grabs oh, his jersey. Please. That's as bad as saying. Grabs his jersey. Come on, Chris. Oh, hair got in the Chris, way. Chris, the more they played it, the worse it got. Um, he had Chris, a, hey, he grabbed a decent handful, didn't he? Oh, he, was, he, he clearly had it. And he, he, had yank, it. he had a good yank. He like, had, it, he had like, it for long enough to know that mate, he had a disgraceful act by yeah, Jaden like Surridge. Like I said to Bass, he, he deserves it for all the milking. He deserves a bit of a hair pull. Ah, Chris, that was a, um, a terrible game for you. You, you. you lost another 26 points in the for and against, which is going to make it virtually impossible. Yeah, well, I mean, the last, the last to make a 10 finals. to 15 minutes, we just threw the towel in. We just haven't got it. Like I said, we... Once we lose the momentum, we can't get it back. We're not good enough to get the momentum back. Like at 16 8, the game's in the balance with like, he had Sloan still on the bench. I don't know why he wouldn't move him and put him on, the, on what's name. But we just haven't got the momentum to swing it back. And they were always going to go towards Jack Bird's side because that was, you know, playing in the centres, filling and everything like that. So I'm surprised they held up for 68 minutes. Yeah, no, look. And uh, then I, then I then ran a mark down oh, that side. How good. No, that, was, you know, um, that was arguably. Right now, uh, the best player in the competition's worst game. Yeah, Ben Hunt. Yeah, ben yeah because Hunt he tried because he had to try extra harder, and you know, and that's what happens. He had to try extra harder. No, I just look. Yep, extra harder. Well, I still, I think he got one point still anyway. Did Ben Hunt get the three points? No, I think he got one. <laughs> no, um, Ashley Klein wasn't involved in that game, but he rang through to the bunker to give the Cowboys a penalty. Yeah, very so. good. No, actually. It was worse yesterday. <laughs> we had Chris Sutton and Jared Sutton. They had the, uh, we the had the Sutton brothers. Last it was the Suttonathon uh. in the box. Okay, so let's... Um, Mind you, Johnny, just so you know, after that incident with the Cowboys-Tigers, Ashley Klein was dropped. Now, Annesley came, out and said, Annesley came out and said that was the wrong decision. So they, you know, real admitted... Another apology from Annesley. That yeah. does, that does the, the Tigers a world of good. Um, and then the... I don't know, he was asked by a journalist after he came out and said that. Well, you know, how do, how do you just... He goes, well, I could be wrong, though. I mean, that's the way I saw it. Hang on a sec. You're the boss of the referees, and you've just said Ashley Klein's wrong. The, inc- the, the, the decision was wrong. And when you get pressed for a little bit further, you said, well, who's to say I'm right? I could be wrong. Make up your fucking mind. 
This is why... If they can't, if he doesn't know, then what, what hopes the rest this of This is why our like? game is in disarray. Yeah. It's the lunatics running the asylum. 100%. Uh, let's move on. We're running very, very late. Uh, there's five rounds left. I don't know where the time is going. So round 25, Roosters v. Broncos at the SCG. Eighth plays fifth, yet the Roosters are $1.60 versus the Broncos, $2.35. I think it says a lot about the momentum over the last few games. Uh, look, uh, Manu has been given a roving license the last couple of weeks. He's played outstanding, oh, he's outstanding. footy. Uh, Luke Curry came back last week. I thought he was very, very good. I thought it was one of his better games of the year. Uh, Suwali has been absolutely devastating. So I think uh, we're, they'll be missing Carrigan. We'll be li- missing Lindsay Collins, which sort of like evens that, sort of that, evens that, that out. ledger out. So I think your momentum's going to get you home here easily. You guys are certainly coming good at the right time of the season. Roosters? Roosters. Roosters. We'll be undefeated. Going to be undefeated this year, Bass. Zabar, Chris? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But again. You have to pick someone, bro. Pick someone. Roosters, Justin. Roosters. Storm v Kiss Titans it. in Melbourne. They needed an easy one. Let's just say the Storm. Seagulls v the Eels, 10th v 6th. The Seagulls slightly ahead on $1.85 versus $1.95. Thanks to our betting partners. Risky bet. Mitch Moses is obviously gone for the remainder of the season proper. It's going to be a tough game, I reckon. I Look, I feel sorry for Jacob Arthur. I think uh, with yeah. all the, the crap that's been coming out, it can't do the young kids' confidence any good. But surely Parramatta's got to have a better option to fill in. If they've got n- in their entire system, where's Cartwright? Cartwright could play 5'8". I, I don't know, I, I totally agree. Where's Cartwright? He'd be a better yeah. option at 5'8 than Jacob Arthur. Yeah, and, um, and Dylan Brown at half Halfback? Back. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't, I don't get that. What would I know? Look, I, I, you don't know. You know nothing, Jon Snow. I don't, think, I don't think a couple of players like him either. Who? Jacob Arthur and that team. Look, maybe a, lot, so a few players are thinking you're only playing because your daddy's son. Uh, I think a lot of people are thinking that. Okay, we do need to move Manly, on. Seagulls Manly, v the Eagles. Who? Bass? Uh, I think. Uh, I think there's still a bit of disharmony at uh, at Manly with what went on last week, and I think. Uh, look, you'll know this week. Yeah, you gonna, will. Look, they could potentially not win another game too. If it's gonna, if it's gonna disrupt that, if you you know this week if they turn up, if they don't turn up. Let's not forget the in, in the past where Mitchell Moses hasn't played, Dylan Brown has just taken the reins yep. and uh, and then steered them to a victory. Having said that, I am going to be tipping the Seagulls. Rabbitohs v Warriors at Homebush. Warriors. The odds have the bunnies at a dollar fifteen versus five dollars fifty. Let's not forget the trouble the Warriors gave us the last time the bunnies just won thirty two points to thirty. Where so at? this is going to be at Homebush. Bunnies, bunnies, bunnies. Raiders take on the Panthers in Canberra. $2.25 for the Raiders, $1.65 for the Panthers. Panthers missing both of their halves. I think their Panthers forwards will carry them home. Penrith. Yep, okay. I, I, ooh. <laughs> Let's just say Panthers. Sharks v. Dragons at Races Park, $1.31 of the Sharks, $3.50 for the Dragons. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Not being funny. Sharks, Chris. Bass. This is a this is a grudge match. This, this could be this could be a, another f- second fifty for the year for us. There's these are mortal enemies here. But so. um, yeah, I actually think the dragons might win this. We'll see. We've got nothing to lose. Okay, so you're going dragons. You're going dragons. I'm going the it sharks. All de- it all depends if Sharon plays. Yes, of course. The impact 100%. player. Bulldogs v Cowboys. Dogs home game in Bundaberg. Not sure how that one works. Three dollars fifty for the dogs. A dollar thirty-one for the Cowboys. Cowboys. It's in Queensland. I the for a home home game for the Dogs. I reckon the Cowboys might do a number here. Yeah, I think the Cowboys will take this one out. West Tigers v Newcastle Knights in Campbelltown, 15th versus 14th, $1.55 versus $2.45. 
Knights are missing quite a few players. Milkshake Boy, Bradman, Best, and, you know... Uh, Milkshake Boy's out for the season. Yeah. He copped another bit slap and went down like a sack of shit. Has he right? And um, Hastings out this week, or for the season two. He's gone for three months. Look, it's got to be Tigers. I, I don't know where Newcastle find the win, look. I don't know how. It's going to go down in history as the biggest waste of money at Newcastle. Paying the million overs for milkshake. How isn't he Mil- sacked though? How hasn't Adam O'Brien been sacked? He won't. He won't be there next year. Neither will. Uh, at the end of the day, it's too late in the season to make a change now. I so think there'll be a review at the end of the year. Adam O'Brien will be gone, and uh, the Titans coach will be gone. So we're saying Tigers, Tigers, Tigers. Absolutely. Yep. Tigers, Tigers, Tigers. Okay, that's it. Let's wrap that up. Um, it's great to be back, boys. Uh, it was a terrible time to go away, but we're here for the remainder of the season. A bit of a long podcast, but we did have a lot to catch up on. Anything from you, Bass, before we go? Uh, it's good to have you back, Kay Roos, from thank the you, land of warmongering and uh, whatever else they Guns do. and... Um, you Guns know, and homelessness. Ownership of women's bodies. And yes. homelessness. And homelessness, yes. My God, there was plenty of that. Chris? No, good to see you, Johnny. Great. Uh, and uh, I'm Johnny Kay Roos. Good luck to your teams this week, unless, of course... You are playing the bunnies, and that is the Warriors. Welcome back.